Welcome to Terrific Tips for Business, where we help you catch the ideas that stick. The point of the podcast is to help you overcome hurdles so you can master your business. I'm your host, Terry Watkins, owner and chief idea catcher at SpinFrogs Consulting, where I work with small business owners to find the pitfalls in their marketing and lift them to success. Let's get to the show. There it goes. Welcome to another episode of the Terrific Tips for Business podcast. I'm Terry Watkins, your host. You can't spell terrific without Terry, so it just makes good sense, right? I'm so excited and honored to have my friend, my mentor, my coach with us again today, Nancy Matthews. And she has been on the show before, but it's been a little while, and we're going to talk about some new and exciting things today that are going on. But in case you don't remember Nancy, let me introduce her. She is an international speaker, a best-selling author, and a global leader. She is a unique blend of business savvy, creativity, and exceptional understanding of human behavior that creates stellar results for her customers, clients, and even engaging presentations to her audiences. And I can attest to that. I'm part of her Momentum Monday group, and it's always a phenomenal day. It's a wonderful way to start my week because she just is an engaging, amazing speaker, educator, and motivator of everybody in her presence. She's the author of Visionaries with Guts, The One Philosophy, which we'll be talking a little bit about today, and the highly acclaimed Receiving Your Riches course, Nancy has been featured on NBC, Braveheart Woman TV, the John Tesh Radio Network, and has shared the stage with some of today's leading experts like Jack Canfield, Laurel Langmire, Kevin Harrington, Sharon Letcher, and even Bob Berg. Nancy is currently the CEO and founder of Visions in Action, Inc. This is her coaching and consulting firm and the founder of the Women's Prosperity Network, WPN. You will have contact information provided in the YouTube video description, but to learn more, you can go to nancymatthews.com or womensprosperitynetwork.com. So without further ado, please join me in welcoming Miss Nancy, Nancy to the show. Thanks for being here. Yay, I'm so happy to be here. I get to be with one of my favorite people talking about my favorite things. So I'm in my glory today, so thank you for having me. Absolutely. It is my pleasure to have you here. So you have some exciting things coming up this year, being 2021. It's a magical year. It adds to five, and I hear in the numerology charts, five is a pretty powerful number. Do you follow numerology at all? Um, Very little. I don't know it well enough. So, yes, I follow, let me me say this. So, I I find those things interesting. And, you know, I'll pull a goddess card here and there. And I see those simply as indicators to point me to what I already know. Because I believe everything is already in here. So, if we use these various tools to help us access our inner wisdom and knowledge, then that's great. I love that. And you talk about accessing that inner wisdom and knowledge in your book, The One Philosophy. I do. And you are working on re-releasing that book. What's inspired that decision to re-release it and update it? Oh, good question. So 
what inspired it is I personally have evolved and the you know the the addition you have is great and if you just get that book you'll be doing you know excellent if you follow the six principles so what I've done with the updated and revised edition is I've added a few simple tools and techniques to help people really live the one philosophy mm-hmm. because you know what I've discovered is we know what to do it's just not always so easy to do it so as I've continued to develop and listen to what's happening for people and they want to be the one for each other they want to and we'll talk a little bit more about what the one philosophy is is what I've heard is I want to and I apply the principles you know some of the time most of the time I wish I could do it more so I sought out additional um, techniques that they can use in their daily life to support them and really tapping into this one philosophy for their for the betterment of themselves as well as humanity and that's really interesting because you do provide a lot of great resources and tools in this book mm-hmm. especially you know as you're breaking down each one of the philosophies yeah. different questions you could be asking yourself meditating on even some workshops and like worksheets in here to fill out for like gratitude workshops. So can you enlighten us on one of the new tips that you might be adding? Um, I could, but let's talk about the principles first and what the okay. philosophy is. Okay. <laughs> It'll make more sense, I think. Yeah, for everybody who hasn't read the book yet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, um, and so, so let me just mention the new release will be coming out somewhere um, towards the end of February 2021. And uh, so you'll be able to look for that. You could get the current edition, but I say wait for the new one. It's coming soon. Um, so, well, let me ask you. You just finished, you know, really going through the book, reviewing it again. What does the one philosophy mean to you? What I really in- took to internalize about the one philosophy is it's not just about tapping into your truest self. While that is part of it, tapping into your truest self, it's really learning how to not judge a book by its cover, Mm. not let your emotions control you, and allow yourself to really embrace each moment and each person that you come in contact with and be present with them. And, And that's what I really loved about it is it's really giving you the permission to stop and smell the roses. Mm hmm. And, and be the rose for somebody else. And that's what I really love about it because it's kind of in line with what I believe and subscribe to and work towards every day in my own life. So this is why you're my mentor. <laughs> There's a lot of things to think there. Yeah, I'm so glad that I asked you that question because you did distill the essence of what living the one philosophy is all about. And it's about being able to treat each and every person you meet as the one. And and the way this came about for me was I've always believed that, you know, every person I meet, there's some reason for it. There's some magic in the moment of us connecting and meeting. Uh, and, and I observed in my own behavior and then also in the behavior of others that if we think we're in the presence of someone who could be the one, you know, the one to be your next best client, the one that's going to create a hookup for you to meet somebody that you've been wanting to meet or makes help you make some of your dreams come true, whatever that is, 
that when we think we're in that presence, our behavior shifts. We actually turn up the level of value we place on this other human being. Mm-hmm. And, and we I, show up differently for that person because we want them to have the best possible perception and interaction with us. Correct, correct. So when I discovered this in myself, I was like, ooh, I don't really like that because everyone has value. But what happens in my day-to-day life, I get so busy. I'm, you know, I have running my business. I'm raising two kids. I'm doing all this, la, 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 la. And we don't stop and smell the roses. We don't stop to be present with the people that are coming across our paths every single day in a variety of ways. And every single one of them matters. Yes. So, so like you said about, you know, we show up differently when we think someone is the one. We show up with more attention. We listen better. We, you know, um, stand up a little taller, perhaps even. You know, we bring our best self to the scenario. And um, that's, that's what the one philosophy does is it gives you simple ways to create new habits so that you can be the one who trades everyone you meet as the one. Right, because you never know. And you give a great example in the book of an event that you went to. There was somebody who was interested in being part of the sports team. Mm-hmm. And he had mentioned that to you. You mentioned it early in the book. He had mentioned that to you at one of your events early on. Yeah. And you brought it up while you were on stage. And there was somebody in the audience who babysat for that owner. Amazing. It's amazing. And yeah. things like that, like... There's a reason he told you that. He was brave enough to tell you that for you to share that story. You just never know who's going to be where. Yeah, well, and so so the six principles of the one philosophy is about creating a foundation. You're kind of like setting the table for the ones to, to show up. And you set the table as the one, you know, with this beautiful space of expectancy. So for me, the way I set my table, set my stage when I'm meeting people is I really care about them. So when he walked in, I was like, wow, it's so nice to meet you. Tell me a little bit about yourself. And he felt that. He felt that. And because he felt that and he felt cared for and safe, he shared one of his deepest dreams with me. Right? So, So that's what we're creating. And another reason for the release of the the re-release and updating of the book is that I do believe our major challenge in our society and in the world at large is that we stopped listening Mm -hmm. without judging. We stopped um, listening without immediately going to you're wrong if we have different points of view or disagreements whether it's you know political situations i mean we know that's that's big right now religious differences all of that if you go back and look at every single religion each one of them has a foundational principle of do unto others as you would have do unto yourself Treat others as you want to be treated. Be kind to your brother. Every single religion has that tenet in it. It's the commonality. It's what we're meant to be doing here as humans. And we can disagree, and we can still love each other. And just say, I don't don't understand, and I still love you. 
-hmm. So the one philosophy will unite humanity as we all live it. Yeah, I totally agree. And I, I agree that that is something that that's kind of gotten lost in our world. It's we listen for the purpose of responding and not for the purpose of understanding anymore. And I was just talking with my husband about this the other day that there's this component of whatever happened to treating people the way that you wanted to be treated. Like you want to be treated with love and kindness and respect and appreciation. Well, why can't you do that to other for other people? Because what you put out comes back. It's the law of attraction. It's a ripple effect. It's what happens. It's the way the world works. Yeah, it's a law of reciprocity. And I would actually invite us to consider to treat others even better than we want to be treated. And here's why I'm inviting us to this next level. Many of us, myself included, you know, I don't always treat myself so good. Mm -hmm. I make promises to myself all the time and then break them. Oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to make these sales calls. Monday morning, I'm starting the diet. You know, <laughs> it's the new year. It's my resolution. Exactly. <laughs> and think about someone who's your best friend that you deeply love. You keep your promises to that person. You treat them actually better than you treat yourself sometimes. So uh, Napoleon Hill, I came upon this recently. I heard a, a video or audio of him, and he was talking about one of the keys to success. And he said, if you treat every single person you meet as your really, 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 really rich uncle, then you can be successful. Now, for me, I'm like, that feels a little manipulative, and that's not what the one philosophy is about. But you can get that picture if you have somebody that you really love, respect, and revere. And how do you treat them? We can be treating everyone that way because if we pause... In the moment, we will discover the value inherent in every single human being. We just got to put our, like you said, preconceived notions and judgments aside long enough to be fully present with them. And that comes down to a shift in behavior. That comes down to a shift in breaking some old habits, maybe, or some old programming that we have in our brains for how we do that. And that's really where some of those actionable items, questions that you have in this book kind of get to come into play. Yeah. Well, and um, it's not only our habits. So one of the things and another reason that I'm updating it with some new pieces is someone said to me, Nancy, how can I be the one for everyone? You know, I've been robbed. I've been cheated on. I had, I've been stolen from. I've been through traumatic experiences, you know, physical and sexual assault. How can I really be the one? So what I, what I got is that people are hurting and some of the anger we see out there is all based in hurt and fear. Mm -hmm. So we've got to have a way to heal our hurts and get back to being able to experience and feel and then express love. So the, the next level for us all is to see how can I heal some of my, the experiences I've had from the past that are still causing me pain, and then I bring them into the present moment and, you know, I lose out on what's possible today. So, and it's a process, and, you know, we've, we've all been through 
lots of different experiences in our lives, you know, some good, some really not good, and it's how we interpret what happened and what we carry into our future that determines what we're experiencing right now. So it's really true that our past can rob us of our future joy. Yes. I was watching the movie or the show Bridgerton. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. It's so good. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, We can have a whole other dialogue about that. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And the Duke. The Duke is this amazing, well-spoken, highly respected, gorgeous man who, like, promised his dad on his deathbed, I'm never going to get married, I'm never going to have kids. And what really was like, oh, so good, was when his wife... Don't be giving no spoilers. There are going to be people here watching who haven't seen it yet. Don't do it. Okay, I won't do it. (laughs) It's so good. And it relates directly to what we were just talking about. Yes, it does. Go watch Bridgerton. Bridgerton. So they bring back a second season. (laughs) Yes. And my next guest that I'm going to have on is Jonathan Yatsky, who's focused on this, too, because there's this acknowledgement that hurt people hurt people. Mm-hmm. And so we have to heal. We have to heal ourselves. Walking around with the victim mentality doesn't help anybody. It's not helping you become less of a victim. You um, Agreed 100%. And, and the one thing I want to just put out there as a question is, I don't know that the person who is feeling victimized actually calls themselves a victim because it can look probably not Um, and you know and that's where labels get a little you know not so good but think of it this way if you are in a if your life right now is less than you would want it to be or love it to be and you think the reason for that is because of you know what your mom did to you or you know this trauma that you went through or the economy is bad if your life is crap right now because you think of those things the thought that those things are causing have caused your problem is what's keeping you trapped so the key is to find just a way to set yourself free from allowing other things to be responsible for your destiny Yes. That's all. And you talk about that kind of personal responsibility in the book as one of the principles as well. Yes. Yes. Not so easy, but if you take baby steps to make improvements, you will see huge results, you know, a little at first and then more and more and more. Owning your life with 100% responsibility will set you free. So counter question to that does that not actually put extra pressure on us too at the same time could that cause added stress in our life um personally i don't think so i think it gives you power okay because stress occurs for me when i think i have no choices and i have no options when i'm stuck when i there's nothing i can do about it you just got to suck it up and live with it that gives me stress yes but if I look at a situation and I'm going, you know, that does really suck. <laughs> what could I do differently? What could I do? Like, what if there was some way for me to change this? 
like when we when we start asking better questions, we get to live a better life. Ooh, that's such a good point. When we start asking better questions, we get to live a better life. So yeah. is there a is there an example of what one of those better questions could be? Because sometimes we're just too close to ourselves to realize it. Absolutely. Um, so let's see. Let's say you happen to be watching this and you've been, you know, severely impacted by COVID and the pandemic. Maybe you lost your job and you can't get the financial assistance and, you know, maybe times are really, really tough for you. So rather than asking a question such as, why does this always happen to me? I can't believe this is going on. Why can't I get this? Why can't I get that? I would invite you to start with the question, you know, but what can I do? And I would look to, find, there, there are a million ways to make a million dollars. And it all starts with doing one thing. Mm-hmm. So focus first on, if you're in that scenario, you know, well, what do I like doing? You know, what could I do? What is something that people call and ask me to help them with? And I'm like, sure, no problem. It's easy for me. So maybe you're good at computers or graphic design and, you know, your friends, that's not your job, but people have asked you, hey, would you help me out with this? Maybe you are a whiz on social media engagement and you know how to get things to go um, get lots of likes or action. Look at the things that you do for enjoyment And I guarantee there's a way for you to bring that enjoyment to the next level by providing a service to others. Mm. So again, asking a different question instead of why is this happening to me? Well, what could I do? What do I like to do? So that's one of the more empowering questions you could ask that could change your life. I love that too because we're shifting from the why to the what. Mm -hmm. And, And what seems to be a really powerful, like, question what uh it's a nice way to start that and then it opens up so many possibilities when we start here so brilliant thank you so much for the great question you're welcome yeah so there have been a lot of changes going on with covid with tools that are available in the marketing world what have you seen be consistently effective for business owners who are really in this strange place where they're trying to grow and they're just not sure the best way to do that. Have you seen a change in tools or usefulness? Um, well, obviously, I would say going online in some fashion is, is a key to success these days. And even if you have a brick and mortar, finding a way to bring your product, services, business and more into the online space, which I know, you know, Spin Frogs is all about <laughs> how to make that happen, and you do an amazing job with, for people with that. So just finding some way to bring it into the online space uh, is key. The second thing I would suggest, is for I'm going to talk about brick and mortar, is how can you set yourself apart as the safe place to go? What procedures do you have in place to make people feel comfortable about coming back to do business with you, things like that? Regardless of what is happening with the pandemic, so again, it's about always thinking outside circumstances and situations do not control my happiness or my prosperity. Mm. So if we begin with that tenant, 
Yes, things are going to happen. Absolutely, they're going to happen, but you don't let it control. You need to shift your thinking, ask those better questions. So you do that by getting back in touch with your ideal customer and what they're experiencing right now and where they're spending their time so that you can reach them effectively with your messaging. So TikTok, you know, exploded on the scene last year. That now we have Clubhouse exploding on the scene. Is your customer there? What are they talking about? What is it they're doing? So you want to pay attention to trends with the idea of how can I serve my client and don't get sucked into a trend too quickly. You know, it's, you know, we want to go for the latest and greatest. I totally get that. And if you can be first to market in some of those things, fantastic. But don't jump from something that's working just because you think this is the next best thing. Like we got to be mindful and you do strategy for people, right? Right. Well, and that's the biggest thing I think is the tools always change. The tools change all the time. We're always reinventing marketing people we love, reinventing new words for the same thing. Influencer is just another way to say celebrity endorsement. Like we do these things all the time, right? There's always new tools. But at the end of the day, a tool is as effective as a paperweight if you don't have a strategy behind it. <laughs> you got to chop that down with audience. That was really good. <laughs> You've got to have a tactic. If you don't know how you're using it, then it's going to be ineffective. It doesn't matter what tool you're on. Yeah, agreed. agreed. Yeah. So that's where that strategy component comes down, and I really appreciate you for shouting it out. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, this is awesome. So if there was one nugget that you would like to leave our audience with today, what would that be? Be the one. Be the one who takes a breath who pauses long enough anytime you're in the presence of someone else to really be present. And what you'll find is that when you show up and treat people as the one, you actually become the one that reminds them that they matter, that they have value, and they appreci they're appreciated. And that's what every single human being is walking around. Please let me know I matter. So be the one that lets others know that they matter. That's so good. Nancy, what's the best way for people to get in touch with you, find out about the release of the book, so that they can jump in on that and get the newest version? Awesome. So they can go to either nancymatthews.com or theonephilosophy.com. And uh, there's a lot of free gifts on all of those. I, there's a download of the six principles, and then I'll put all the information out there as soon as the book comes out. And, of course, you can find me on social media. I mostly hang out on Facebook. Okay. Fantastic. This has just been such an honor and a privilege, and I know we can talk longer, but I want to respect your time um, and, and our audience's time as well. So thank you so much. And audience, if this has served you today, please let us know in the chat. Shoot us a message and let us know. Um, if there's more information that you're seeking, drop the question down there. I'm sure Nancy will be checking in on the chat as well. I know I will be keeping a close eye on it. So let us know how we can better serve you through the content that we're bringing you through these terrific tips conversations because we want to make sure that you're being filled up and you're getting what you need to move the needle in your life, in your business for better prosperity and a better world. 
So thank you everybody for tuning in and until next time, I'm Terry Watkins signing off. Thank you for taking the time to listen. If you've enjoyed the show, help us share it by leaving us a review. Also, make sure to follow us at SpinFrogs, that's S-P-I-N-F-R-O-G-S, at Facebook and Instagram to be notified about our future episodes.